0: Hi, welcome to Brain Facts. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I'm Samuel Salama, your host and a student fascinated by the brain. This is the place to discuss neuroscience, psychology, and the great mysteries of the mind. So please enjoy this message. What in the world is Alzheimer's disease? I mean, it's this big fancy name, Alzheimer's, but what does that mean? Who does Alzheimer's affect? What are the results of this disease? Is it a terminal illness? Do we as a society even know what causes Alzheimer's? I hope I haven't lost you just yet, so let's dive right in. Alzheimer's disease, commonly abbreviated as AD. It's a type of dementia that affects memory, thinking, and behavior. Symptoms of this disease eventually grow severe enough to interfere with daily tasks. And Alzheimer's, it's the most common cause of dementia, which is a general term for memory loss and other cognitive disabilities serious enough to interfere with daily life. Alzheimer's disease accounts for 60 to 80% of dementia cases worldwide, which is an overwhelming amount. Alzheimer's, it's definitely not a normal part of aging. In fact, some would even say it's truly an abnormality. The greatest known risk factor for AD is increasing age, and the majority of people with this disease are 65 and older. But Alzheimer's is not just a disease of old age. Just about 200,000 Americans under the age of 65 have younger onset Alzheimer's disease. 200,000, I mean, that's pretty crazy. The real question is, are you, my potentially senile friend, afflicted by early onset Alzheimer's? Oh no, I bet you're thinking about it now. Do I have Alzheimer's? I mean, I forget things here and there. I might have it. Oh my, I have Alzheimer's. Samuel has convinced me that I should live in a dementia care facility. No, absolutely not. I would never intentionally horrify you. However, I certainly want to emphasize the severity of this disease. And trust me, if you have made the proactive choice to listen to Brain Facts right now, then I am happy to say severe Alzheimer's has not yet overcome your mind. Just as our mind develops with age, Alzheimer's is a progressive disease, which certainly worsens over time where mental and physical capabilities gradually dissipate over a vast number of years. In its early stages, memory loss is a bit mild, But with late-stage Alzheimer's, individuals lose the ability to carry on a conversation and even respond to scenarios in their environment. I mean, just imagine not even knowing where you are or who you're speaking with. Earlier, I mentioned I don't aim to scare you, and this might contradict said claim, but that's pretty horrifying. Well, hey, let's not live with fear. Instead, let's educate ourselves and gain awareness of severe diseases such as Alzheimer's. And understand that this disease is so severe that it's not only progressive, but also terminal, as it is the sixth leading cause of death in the United States alone. On average, a person with Alzheimer's lives four to eight years after diagnosis, but can live as long as 20 years. And I want you all to recognize one thing I just gave you a statistic, and this statistic said that on average, A person with Alzheimer's lives four to eight years after diagnosis. So upon hearing the statistic, what does our mind jump to? Well, psychologists often argue that humans have an inherent negativity bias, thus we naturally assume the worst. We believe we'll only live six to seven years with AD right within that average range. But do we ever immediately understand that a statistic is merely a statistic? Instead of assuming the worst and focusing on the bad, do we ever think with hope? No, more often than not, we dwell on the bad, and we allow the statistic, rather this limitation, to consume our experience with an illness. But overall, I want us to understand that this limitation is just a cold range of numbers, and Alzheimer's is so much more than numbers. It's emotions, it's experiences, it's disease, it's sadness, it's happiness, but it's also hope, not numbers. It sounds like I'm saying Alzheimer's disease is just one major roller coaster, and although that is certainly true for some AD patients, I don't really want to generalize. However, since AD is a form of dementia, forgetting recently learned information is a characteristic of most AD patients. Others include forgetting important dates or events repeatedly asking the same questions, and increasingly needing to rely on memory aids or family member assistance. And we all need a bit of family assistance here and there, but for AD patients, assistance and monitoring is an absolute necessity. Assistance becomes even more necessary as symptoms such as changes in ability to follow a plan or work with numbers increase. Some Alzheimer's patients may even have trouble following a familiar recipe or keeping track of monthly bills. Things so natural, so normal, so human, become something unavailable to those living with Alzheimer's. Tasks mindlessly incorporated into our daily lives are heavily impaired by this disease. So, Samuel, you're concerning me a bit again. Well, there isn't a need to worry. You're fine, you're great, you are thriving. Do you lose track of dates, seasons, and the passage of time? Well, for me, sometimes the days just mesh together and, I mean, it's pretty bad. Do you have vision problems, leading to difficulty with physical balance and reading? Um, my prescription is quite poor. This isn't looking too good for me. Do you stop in the middle of a conversation and subconsciously divert to nonsense? Oh well, well sometimes I ramble. So according to these symptoms, I might have Alzheimer's disease and I'm sure you have Alzheimer's too. I once again want us all to understand that these symptoms of AD seem so simple and natural, but in reality they are heavily intensified for those with Alzheimer's, and I do not want to minimize the severity of AD or anyone's struggle with this disease. So, let's talk about a kind old lady with mid-stage yet progressively severe Alzheimer's. I was working with this lady, who we will name Chris, in an Alzheimer's and dementia care facility. She spoke with no line of reasoning, and our conversations had very little fluidity. One second we would talk about the plant in the room, and two seconds later, her brain might not even be thinking about it but she would say something about her father playing the violin. And by the way, she believed she was a child and that her father was still alive, which unfortunately just adds to the overall nonsense. Now, I'm not trying to be insensitive, and I'm certainly not trying to ridicule Chris, the AD patient, but this is a great representation of what Alzheimer's-stricken minds are like. Think of it like the value pi. There are no patterns. Similarly, there is no reasoning. There is no sense. And what is said. Alzheimer's is the epitome of having a disconnect in the brain. Nothing connects. 80 patients' brains do not connect to what they hear, to what they say, even to what they think. And honestly, it's very saddening, but we're not here to dwell on sadness. For some 80 patients, dwelling on emotions is uncontrollable for them. Some experience mood and personality changes. They become confused, suspicious, depressed, fearful, and anxious much more easily. Alzheimer's patients are, in certain instances, easily upset as well. They may even experience changes in judgment or decision-making, but, uh, poor judgment. Some people don't really need to have Alzheimer's for that, but hey, hey, no shade. Anyway, AD patients are often out of their comfort zone. They may feel lost, confused, anxiety-stricken, but overall just in a constant state of distress. And I think it's extremely important to note that some of these warning signs or symptoms I mentioned can be applicable to each and every one of our lives. But as I have hopefully made abundantly clear, that evidently does not mean we have Alzheimer's. Well, at least I hope not. Now, it is just as important to understand the extent of which these traits are present in the lives of those living with Alzheimer's. The AD patients don't have poor judgment every once in a while, or sometimes have difficulty sustaining conversation, etc. No, no, no. It is consistently a struggle from day to day, hour to hour, minute to minute. These mental and physical impairments are never something AD patients will ever be able to overcome given our most widespread technology and research. Recognize that our brain is the center of all functions in our body. It provides us with purpose to an extent. It provides us with intent. It allows me to speak to you and for you to process and thoroughly comprehend what you are gracefully hearing from my voice. Without control over these crucial capabilities, it's almost, almost, as if your life is one without purpose, without function, and without meaning. Nowadays, I've been hearing the following idea. It was not my choice to live this way, therefore, I have no control over who I am. No control over who I am. Although this statement is certainly flawed, and I might not have related justly, it can be applied to those with Alzheimer's. Understand how just as we did not have a choice to be born into this life, 80 patients do not have a choice to live with Alzheimer's, and as a result, it is an uncontrollable, irreversible, barely treatable, incurable terminal disease impacting the lives of millions around the globe. But with research, advancements in medicine, and awareness through mediums like this podcast, I firmly believe There is hope. Thank you for listening to Brain Facts with Samuel Salama. I hope you will subscribe so you can receive the latest podcasts and remain engaged throughout the weeks. I'll see you next time.